thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Um, good to see you, man. I'm so glad you have power now. So, uh, I was hoping we'd do more sessions from the truck because, uh, but you know, at the same time, I'm glad that you're in a more comfortable space. So uh, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Should we, should we start this off? Cool, man. Um, well, welcome to the Know Thyself podcast. I am Eduardo and I'm here with Daniel. Hello. And, uh, hey man. Uh, like I said, it's good to see you in the space that you're in right now. And so many things to talk about, so many things that we brought up in the previous episode, always, once again, using the story of Hercules, but also, um, you know, doing this introduction of, you know, the sign of Libra that we'll be talking about today, but also really taking an in-depth um, approach as usual and also having a conversation with you about it. Because again, I, I save most of this information and whatever I study and whatever I listen to and all the things that I bring up, you know, I'm just like, okay, just wait, make some notes, try not to let it be all scrambled and find uh, a way that's easy enough for me only to ask you these questions, but have like a flow when I talk to you about it. Um, because there's always so much. So, uh, you know, in the previous episode, we obviously brought up the labor, but also calling the episode uh, that you titled so perfectly with um that internal justice and so there's a lot of reasons behind that and talking about equilibrium and balance and everything that libra represents but why it represents equilibrium and balance and what that really uh means you know from from going from its opposite you know which is aries which is like me into we and talking about what that we really means you know that together um the, the thought of not just working together, but understanding like what an opposite is and bringing a balance within that opposite. And so mm-hmm. um, let's go ahead and get started, man. Absolutely, man. And this is, this is, this is the sign of balance. And one of the things that we really should address, I think right off the bat with Libra is this is the sign of of our journey to finding balance. So when we talk about balance with Libra, some Libras, individuals that have strong Libra components, they might not so much feel this homeostasis, but Libra represents Mm. the journey to find this homeostasis. And so we're going to be at different levels of balance on our journey. And as we kind of continue through, um, but that's what the sign really entails. It's, it's that journey to finding that balance and to finding that, middle ground in between what we perceive as polarities. Um, And, you know, as we kind of get started, the big theme that we're going to be kind of thinking about today is Libra and the journey that we experience with Libra is the validation because we know deep down inside at the source of all life, at the source of creation, it's wholeness and it's complete and it's all encompassing. Mm. But in order for us right. to perceive in this conscious reality that we're in, in this five sense reality, the wholeness had to be separated 
into positive and negative. Um, it was the only way for us to perceive consciousness, to go on this evolution of the soul's journey. To have form, we needed the positive and the negative. So that universal spirit had to separate itself into a positive and a negative. And in that process of separation, we perceive it as opposites. And it's through Libra that we learn to reconnect these and find the whole in between and find our way back into the holiness, which is wholeness and the completion of this. And this is what the Libra strives for. It, it knows that, you know, it sees white and it sees black, but it knows it's, it's the same side of the, it's just the opposite side of the same coin. And, and we start to understand right. how polarities can actually lead us back in the, the blending of polar opposites into that middle ground, that middle path is actually what brings us back into the path and the way that all of the prophets showed us from Jesus to the Buddha, whether we talk about the, mood of the middle path of the Buddha or we talk about the way of Jesus. It's very much this balancing between spirit and matter um, and how we kind of balance those two scales or balance those scales um, in our life as we kind of continue this, this spiritual journey that Hercules is on as well as ourselves. I'm really glad you brought it up into the esoteric rather than the exoteric as far as the wholeness you talk about and the balance that's true about, you know, between this, um, these two sides of the same coin. Um, and, and really with the definition of homeostasis, I like that you use that as well. Um, uh, you know, physiologically speaking, that's an importance in our body that we can't, um, you know, always have control over, but our body knows how to regulate. And I think that's a great thing that we um, should strive or understand to strive for with the soul. And that's what Libra really is doing because finding that um, symmetry, but finding the equilibrium is really the equilibrium of, you know, you just said it between the above and the below. And so right on, man. Um, you know, I know that exoterically people understand what balance is and why we would, you know, bring up that idea of keeping balance but you know it's said that the definition that you're bringing up you know that i really want to get in depth with or in a conversation with you is more of this you know obviously the esoteric definition of this balance right but i always think it's interesting that when people you know do their research and try to find out um oh god i had this this thing with symmetry that i wanted to bring up um but it's in all areas of life. And that wholeness you're talking about is what I really want to talk about today is like what that really means. And so, um, yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, talking about symmetry, talking about homeostasis. And one of the first things that I always like to bring up when I'm talking about Libra and the experience of balance is balance is a very interesting thing. Nobody in the history of world in the history of the world, has ever mistaken something for being balanced in their hands that was unbalanced. You feel it immediately. It's not like confusing your left hand with your right hand. Like if you're like, mm -hmm. hey, give me your right hand. And I like give you my right hand. I give you my left hand. You're like, you silly, right. you silly goose. That's your left hand. And then we yeah. have a laugh. The like, other ha, hand. Ha, ha, ha. Exactly. Nobody's ever mistaken something from holding in their hands and being like, oh, I didn't know it became unbalanced and fell out of my hands you immediately have this reaction that kicks in and yes. it's this awareness that kind of comes in. And, and it's this internal aspect of ourselves of like this deep, like almost instinctual 
impulse in our spirit and our soul that's even beyond our consciousness that thrives for balance and the uncomfortableness of being off balance. Um, and it's yes. a sensation that is perceived and received by the consciousness of the brain immediately. And we have a very unique interaction with it. And I think that that's um, what's what's going to be such this pressing thing because this we're always looking to maintain this and find this balance. But Libra really teaches us that that's a journey. Um, you know, it's the path today might be balanced, but tomorrow you might find some like rocks and the terrain might get a little bit mm. more dangerous. How are you going to maintain that balance? So it's very much this adaptability um, and bringing in almost like this, this cardinal air sign into it of even like the new thoughts that come that create more stability and balance, the new awareness we have of incorporating and unifying the left side and the right side of our brain brings a new balance. And so it really is like this unique kind of mark of some more spiritually higher thoughts that will help kind of maintain and sustain balance for the remainder of this journey. Because the seventh sign in the seventh house marks a very interesting point in the soul's journey, because it's like the interlude before we kind of, the sun starts to travel into the underworld. And so it's almost like the place of like, where the hero stops and they see the darkness that they're about to enter. And they have that moment of, do I continue or do I keep things just as right. the status quo as they are? And as we're going through this journey, this is, this is when we're really going to kind of call in that Aries bravery to push us beyond what mm. the balance of the box that we feel now, but to actually break that container and connect to the balance of in that internal balance that we're really kind of looking to garner through this, this experience of going through these Zodiac houses together in this journey. Yeah. You're really standing between um, the spiritual and the material, and you're kind of having to make that assessment uh, right mm -hmm. there and then, which I thought was very interesting. And something that I really want to talk to you about, of course, is that, you know, you talk about what it, what it represents with Virgo and Scorpio and how we're kind of in the middle of that. And so how there's a little bit of both that sort of make up the energy of this sign. And I thought that was fascinating when you, you and I were debriefing a little bit that I'm like, let's stay on that. Because again, back to this understanding of balance, you know, there's the exoteric and the esoteric um, conversation that we can have regarding of or re to, that regards that definition rather. But this is the definition that I want to get right re really into with you is what that really means. Um, you know, and even though we sort of brought it up in, in the previous episode, I think now would be the time as we would move in closer to Scorpio as well, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're right. We're talking about the relationship that happened between the separation of Virgo with Scorpio when those signs were separated and Libra was added in the middle. Um, that's exactly what we are encountering. And in Virgo, we bring spirit into matter. The Christ consciousness is taken into the womb of life. And so we bring spirit down. In Scorpio, we're going to raise matter into spirit. And we're going to actually do the opposite. And Libra is the balancing in between. It's the, it's the interlude in between these two activities. Um, and it very much represents that, almost that contemplation between those two energies um, and how we're going to kind of make that, make that balance and that, um, that, that creation kind of happen. So it's really going to kind of bring into balance this, this two-sided force of 
duality that's kind of represented with Virgo and Scorpio. And it's it's that coming together right here. And again, this is something that is part of the evolution of consciousness as personal relationships have heightened in their importance um, in the individual's life. There was a need for this isolation and an identification of this archetypal energy in its own housing unit so humanity could perceive it and incorporate it further in this consciousness evolution. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. You know, uh, again, back to one of the conversations we had and so glad I'm going to bring it to this now is with relationships, you know, and the importance of the ad understanding in relationships with um, not only just the understanding of what this balance is, but also how to internalize a lot of this and find out that it's okay. You were saying this earlier to, you know, you even have a friendship with its opposites and bringing the middle, the middle ground to that relationship and what that really means in that balance. And so if you want to elaborate more on that with regards to the thing I said in the beginning with me turn into a we, you know, really understanding the we in the relationship and what the, what the balance really means for that Libra energy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that as I was kind of reflecting on my notes in the last conversation, I didn't really make the distinction. When we talk about relationship, I was like, this represents friendships, this represents romantic relationships, and like single-serving friends is what I called them, like meeting people on the bus or the train, business partners. But this means any kind of relationship. This also means your enemy. Libra doesn't see a distinction between enemy and best friend because it's just a relationship. Mm. Libra doesn't represent the in-between, it represents what the relationship is. And so your enemy is this is a relationship to Libra, just like your best friend is a relationship to Libra. It's, it's about that kind of separation, and that very much will expand and give us this understanding why Libra is such the sign of not only learning, but also teaching. And what do you do in a relationship? You learn in your relationship, and then you also teach in your relationship, and you also guide the other individual, and then they guide you. It's this coming together. It's these coming together of opposites. And one of the things that we really want to foster in our spiritual development, and really, this is kind of, um, this kind of gets, this is really what expresses with, because Venus just represents relationships. It represents the coming together of two things. So like we spoke about, mm. I remember when we were speaking about Venus in the past, it's like the paintbrush coming into connection with the canvas and the relationship between the two that's going to create art, right? And so Venus just represents kind of all relationships. And like when we kind of get to the more of the esoteric, and again, esoteric meaning inner teachings, the deeper aspects, it's going to be represented by the planet Uranus. And this is really going to kind of give us this focus of an interest and aspiration for right relationships. And we can see that relationships mm. actually can be an alchemical okay. furnace for us, for the, you know, the speed up our own evolution, the speed up our ability to love and even experience empathy is going to kind of come from this. Um, and we're, we're really going to start to see the right relationships as, you know, really jumping off points for us to spiritually grow and to learn about ourselves and to 
see that mirror mirror on the wall with that mirror mirror on your walls, your friendships. Um, what do you see? What comes from your friendships? What comes from your relationships? What grows out of these is very much what this, this Libra is going to represent. And it's through this experience with other people that we learn compromise. We learn how to peacefully coexist with other individuals and also how to like most appropriately express who we are. So it's this learning thing and it's a teaching thing. Um, we teach people about who we are and we learn about who they are in this exact, in this really interesting kind of blending. And when we look at spiritual relationships, we, we really just look at individuals that expand the understanding and our connection to that universal life force. And so we spoke about it before, but you know, we, we sometimes right. limit ourselves in our our guides and the individuals that are kind of on this path to lead us because we have like a set definition of what we think our friends should look like or what we think our romantic relationship should look like or even what we prescribe as like a spiritual teacher when Libra is going to tell you that it's going to come in all shapes, all sizes, um, and all different kind of levels. Um, and so Libra really kind of asked you to not so much judge somebody if you have all of the same likes, but more of like, how do they make my, how does it, how does my soul feel around this individual? And how do I, can I authentically blossom? And does this person authentically blossom around me? And that's really the key that we're looking at a, a deeper rooted relationship that's more, um, in a spiritual understanding rather than a understand, rather than a relationship that's going to be based in maybe desire or codependency. And that's what we see is if we don't go through this the right way, if we approach relationships through Scorpio, we're going to see a lot of desire leading the relationship. If we don't have a balanced Virgo going into the relationship, we might fall into codependency. Um, and so it's all these, it's, it's again, it's almost like the blueprints are dropped for the next one to come. And it's a more complete understanding of why we went through those experiences in the previous house. Like the funny thing about traveling through the Zodiac is the house that you're in really makes sense once you move into the next house. Cause you're like hearing about what the house entails and people are like, okay. So a lot of the times when I'm explaining the sixth house of service to people, they're like, okay, I kind of get it. And then when we move into the seventh house of one-on-one -on -one relationships, all of a sudden what I'm talking about, they're like, the sixth house of service makes more sense now that you're explaining the seventh house to me because they build on each other and they kind of continue that story. Um, and that's exactly what we're kind of seeing. It's this, it's this Libra, this pursuit of balancing the scales of equals, um, equal, but yet opposite. Um, and how do we make that equality come in the middle and how do we kind of find that, that middle path and that gray zone that we're kind of talking about? I love, yep. The, the gray zone, man, we, we talked about that in the previous episode with just the color gray. But, you know, what one thing that you said, well, many of the things you said that really resonates with me is I, I've always appreciated your metaphor when you were talking about Venus and you're talking about how there's the hand and there's the canvas. But it's what's really the marriage between the two and the understanding of the one who carries those that tool onto canvas that paints the image that is necessary. And if you know, too little of one or too much of the other, you know, even if you have the tools to paint the canvas, they can be painted in, um, in a negative sense. They can paint an image that creates even, um, further 
complications down the road without the understanding of, you know, this impulse that they might have if they lean too far into, in this case, would be so sort of that Scorpio energy of desire that not necessarily is bad. You need desire just like you need ego in order to, you know, go after um, that which you you not only want to be incorporated with, but you have to have an understanding and respect for it also because it can sort of take you down a path that you didn't really mean to. And this is where you need to learn this is in this balance, this gray area right now that you find yourself in in order to have that understanding, if that makes sense. And so every time you bring up an analogy like that, and that's a good way for me to learn, which is what I, I wish I would have had you as a teacher in um, middle school, but this is way better. But still your, your uh, analogies and or metaphors are something I can relate to very well, but that's my favorite of kind of understanding what we mean by that middle ground, you know, cause it's easy to say between the material and the spiritual, but understanding what both really are, in order to operate from this standpoint in that very symmetrical middle point or that line that you, that razor edge you were talking about is what really, um, what really counts for this to have this understanding. Cause what you said about knowing people and knowing ourselves is so key because this is why we do, we, we do this because we're trying to sort of show all the perspectives and all the, um, understanding that someone might have of, of another that they don't really agree with, but it's okay if the soul understands this is what we're going to do in order to make this, you know, tool bring to reality on this canvas, this image, you know what I mean? We're not going to really worry about whether or not the canvas is, you know, in agreement with, you know, the harshness of the brush that's going to be stroking the canvas and the brushes and worried so much about, you know, whether or not um, the canvas has enough space to have the painting. Um, it's really about how, what the message is going to be delivered between the two, once there's a clear understanding. Does that make sense? I, I just like taking your analogy a little further is really all I'm doing is that I really, it really just sort of opens up that perspective for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's spoken as the razor's edge or the tight rope. Um, and it's this, it's this unique, it's this unique um, awareness that we, that is only guided and understood through this connection with, like we were speaking about with the deeper sign of Uranus, as this internal justice um, and this internal direction mm. that is guided in this, and the idea that balance is not going to be something that's going to be externally found and then internally created, but it's going to be more of an internal aspect that's oh. going to move out. It's going to begin within and it's going to move out. And it's it's this dual nature coming together and blending together that is like this new insight for us as we're going through this approach because with with an air sign as a cardinal air that we have with um with libra it very much represents like this new wind of change and this new breath of ideas that gets connected to us and our thoughts although when we think about the 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 trivium and it's thought, emotion, action. Thoughts do come mm. first, but we speak about the generation of the heart that actually raises us up of octaves to what kind of levels of thoughts that we have kind of coming in. And what this is going to entail is as we approach this balance, the purity of our thoughts are going to be creating a new insight and a new awareness into ourselves that is going to 
help us as we travel into the underworld. When you look at the sign of Libra, it truly represents the setting sun, and it's representing the the death of the sun. It's the death of the sun god as it's now going to start to travel into winter. And what this new insight does is it, it almost gives us the thoughts and the awareness that will be needed to go and to survive this journey into the underworld. Um, and there's there's something very special about this air sign. You know, where do your thoughts come from is what Libra is going to ask from. The more balanced you are and the more clean and and whole your thought, your aspect of consciousness is, the more, the more holy your thoughts are going to be. Where do your thoughts come from? It's the same kind of thing with like, the direction of the wind. When you say the direction of the wind, you don't say where the wind is going. You say where the wind is coming from. Oh, the wind's coming from the north. You don't say, oh, the wind's going to the south. Where do the thoughts come from? Well, this Libra is actually this birth of this new higher thought that comes from the planting of that Christ consciousness seed in the womb of all life in Virgo. And with just even the carrying of this Christ consciousness womb, it's starting to change the thoughts of the individual that carries the Christ consciousness, just like when a mother who is starting to gestate a baby talks about how their thoughts and their actions and even their emotions change as that process of carrying that seed of life. Well, it's no different in the seed of all life that's within you. It starts to change you and you start to start to see this new higher aspect of more pure balanced thought coming in rather than us feeling like that squirrel who doesn't know if it wants to cross the road or not and so libra can be a very challenging sign if that internal homeostasis has not been established because it's the scales are just always moving it's always just getting adjusted and we can't ever really find Mm, our path right but it's does that make sense as we go through this process of in virgo of planting that seed in the christ consciousness well it it opens up a a new direction of of thought energy that's going to be directed to the to the adept that's going on this journey, um, and so there's just this new balanced awareness that even comes. And you know, think about in your life how important balance is for your spiritual development. You know, it's going to tell us because. There's, there's a rush when we get into spirituality that we kind of want to sell everything we have and just like follow the Grateful Dead cover bands around and sell macaroni necklaces outside of their concert. But you, you slowly learn that like, oh, this, this isn't fulfilling <laughs> my material needs. You know, there's like I'm hungry and I don't have shelter. Um, and so there's these there's these qualifications needed for spiritual development. Um, and that's going to be like, covering your basic essentials like food, water, and shelter. Um, you know, not going to lie. Um, although, you know, when you're in like a dangerous situation, you still speak to that universal life force, but you don't really have time to think about the alpha, the omega. You don't really, you're not really thinking about what did that, what did that, what was the esoteric interpretation of the myth of Cupid? I was, you're not thinking about that when you're in a dangerous situation, like let's say like trying to survive a flood or a tornado or natural disaster. You're not thinking of this stuff. If you're, if you're out of a home and you don't have a place to sleep, you're not really thinking of like the deeper aspects in life. And so what Libra is telling us here is like for us to entertain these new higher thoughts, we have to have balance and stability. 
Um, and there needs to be an inner harmony so we can approach the most beautiful thoughts and these new awarenesses that could be presented with Libra. But without the balance there, there there's nothing that's going to kind of come from that. It's, it's kind of like the idea of, um, you know, you can, you can work out your arms all the way, right? You can just, you can just do whatever arm exercises there are. Obviously you're seeing the screen. I don't do enough of them, but you could do a bunch of arm exercises, right? And you could make one of your arms like the biggest arm in the world, right? And just concentrate on it. Actually like Navy sailors back in like the forties, they would have a lot of jobs where sometimes they would, um, they would have to be in one position, but only one arm would get a lot of the activity. So you would see sailors that would have like a huge arm on their right hand and a really small arm on their left because it was like how their job and how they were positioned, they were only moving that one. And so you can build strength, but if you don't have balance for strength, it's it's going to be offsetting. It's not going to look aesthetically pleasing like Libra desires things too, and it's not going to have that um, symmetry of what we consider beauty, but it's also going to be harder to operate. Like, yeah, if it's, you know, if it's always arm day, it's going to be fine. But if you don't do leg day, you're just going to tip over. You know, if you have no like legs, like, you know, thigh muscles and stuff, it doesn't matter how big your arms are. The person's just going to like push you and you're going to fall over and you're not even going to be able to get up. You know, you're just going to be this big, right. like, you know, bicep that's rolling around. Um, balance is everything. Balance is the key in the foundation of strength. You know, it's, there's a reason why you balance the foundation of the house before you just start building on top of it. Balance has a strength that you only know when you're out of balance. You don't know the strength of balance when you're in balance. It's just a flow and it's just how you, it's just how you operate balance the strength of balance is only really known when you see the opposite duality of it being out of balance and then all of a sudden you see just how important balance is no and that's i mean talking about injustice you know we're talking about injustice and justice and having an understanding of the internal balance is not just um obviously important but when we're talking about um you know, what it governs as far as, you know, having that understanding of what that balance means. If you're going to be moving into, you know, an area of desire, and in this case, whether it be the physical, um, the physical objects you want to attain in order to um, survive, that you're talking about the survival, you know, like money um, and having to, to, pers to pursue that, but not having a balance of it, you know, it can not only consume you, but it can also not work for you. So even if you have the wealth, in order to survive, you may not be eating, you may not be taking care of yourself, and you may be dying faster than you would like to just trying to get to that, you know, one sided uh, mission, you know, and having a complete understanding of the in that balance um, is what's going to bring, you know, the right, um, the right balance, that, or sorry, what what that balance means for for the for the person is bringing, because um, I, I, I want to go back to what you said about when you're trying to survive, the last thing you're going to do is like take your time and look into some kind of esoteric lesson that you're going to relate to the situation. You really want to find your survival and connect with the higher source pretty rapidly, but having an understanding how to get there quickly between that balance is what's going to really access the potential that you're looking for uh, in order to survive in that situation. And that's what I'm saying about being out of balance. If you're in the pursuit of like, say something like wealth and, and it's good to need to have wealth in order to keep, 
the physical form alive, but you also have to take care of that spiritual that we talk about. Um, so yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and you, and, and especially when we even think about, and again, we have an air sign and air signs, just like Gemini, there's a, there's, um, there's an aspect of almost the androgynous nature with the air signs. Um, they blend the, the, the positive and negative forces with more gray rather than black and white, like the other signs. So mm. we have an interesting yeah. sign with Libra, you know, because it's, it actually is a, it's a masculine sign, which is, which is very interesting because people think of Venus and they think of beauty, they think of symmetry. Um, and these are all very much component aspects of like the feminine aspect of consciousness that you would say, um, again, Mm-hmm. Masculine and feminine is, is within all of us. It's something that's within us. But it, it, you would think that, like, and even when you think of Libra, I remember when I was first getting into astrology and I had like a calendar um, that had like really cool art and it had like a ram. And I, and I was like so excited when I like went to Libra because I was like, I wonder what this is going to be. And I remember being like, oh, Libra's a, it's a masculine sign. And it was, it was a man and he was in green. Um, but he had like feminine features um, to show that this is what this sign is kind of representing. It's the balancing of that masculine assertiveness and the Venus harmonization. Um, and it's, it's the balance of these two energies. And it truly is the balancing of the, the masculine and the feminine within us. And it's the balancing of that left side of the hemisphere of the brain and the right side of the hemisphere of the brain. And it's, it's this unique kind of, Again, almost androgynous feel, just like we had with Gemini with the twins. Um, you know, that was going to be more mutable. And we talk about how that is, Gemini is one that we, it's really hard to kind of say because it almost can blend between it because of that Mercury kind of energy. Well, Libra is going to represent that now with with its blending between Venus um, and that, that balancing force energy of that masculine energy. Um, so really kind of interesting, this... This is the cause of synthesis. This is the cause of coming together. This is this is where relationships yeah. are formed. This is this is the me out there. This is us seeing ourselves and outside. And and we spoke about how our one-on-one relationships are such a, a key factor of expression of things that are hidden within ourselves, whether it's hidden things in our shadow, but also it could be things that like our desires and interests that we didn't know that were only experienced by the interaction with another sovereign individual. Um, and what kind of comes between that beautiful blending of when the me in here meets the me out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you talk about going into the underworld, I think about how it's, you know, this is the, the, the turning point where you must, be prepared or at least prepare yourself to know the, the, the separation between the fall and the rise and having that really, you know, internal idea of, of what that represents and, and keeping the balance between the two, because the fall is coming, you know, the darkness is coming, you're going into mm-hmm. the underworld and the sun is dying, you know, but you're also mm-hmm. like understanding before you go into that one side, and this might be black and white that we're talking about in oppositions, having a, a great balance in that gray is what's going to allow you to, you know, let at least the soul evolve to the next octave, to the next level, because it understood mm-hmm. what that fall was and why we rise now again. But you're not just rising in the same 
place you were before the year before you want always want to be expanding and growing but here's i think this period that we're in right now is, is really crucial to sort of making that foundation that you talked about it was beautifully said how you know if we're going to lay a structure onto that foundation we need to understand balance you know no matter what what you think you want to do creatively speaking it starts with that you know and so right. um yeah man yeah absolutely and you know even when we're thinking about the natal chart. And I know we've already kind of spoken about the seventh house representing one-on-one relationships, um, both good and bad, like we were speaking about earlier, and partnerships and business partnerships. But the seventh house also marks a very unique space for us to all explore because the seventh house is actually what you call the descendant. It's the opposite of the ascendant. The ascendant was the beginning of right. the first house, and that was the moment you took your first breath. And the descendant is going to be the moment you take your first breath as you go into the world of form, which is the world out there and the external, which is the underworld to us. You know, people think when they think about the right. underworld, they think about like going down into Dante's Inferno. Um, the underworld is the five sense reality form where everything dies and has to get sacrificed to live. This is the underworld. Like we're experiencing it in this external reality. Um, It's not saying that this is hell, but you can definitely make it hell if you're unbalanced and we're not passing through these, these um, rites of passage that, that Christ consciousness calls and yearns for us to explore. Um, And so this, this seventh house for whoever is studying this, whether you have whatever your seventh house entails and whatever is represented there, this is a balancing force for you to balance your ascendant energy. Because remember when we spoke about the ascendant, the ascendant is your original relationship with consciousness. And so it's very hard for you to perceive. It's not like your sun sign. It doesn't unfold and blossom and shine in front of you. Right. Your rising sign is like, it's 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 come as you are it's how you came into this reality and it's it's hard for us we can kind of learn about it but it's not it's not a thing of development it's it's not the hero we become it's the journey and the lens we see through to become the hero which will be the sun sign wherever our sun sign is and so what this descendant is going to allow for us to do is again take a take a look at what our shadow produces, what we don't see that's under the surface that creates events and circumstances into our life. And the descendant is really going to help us balance out our, our rising energy, you know? And so like myself, I'm a cancer rising that will put Capricorn on my descendant. And so I'm usually very emotionally kind of sensitive and empathetic where Capricorn's going to come around and it's going to be like discipline, stop feeling so bad for yourself and stop being a little whiny baby, Daniel. Capricorn's going to kind of come around and like assert that father energy to balance out my cancer rising, right? And so yourself, you are a, a Scorpio rising right? And so your descendant is Taurus. And it's actually, it's through one-on-one relationships that you kind of get pulled into form and you actually can experience the beauty of this reality. And you can actually experience the beauty of the five senses. And you can like, it's through like friendships and like dating people that you will go to like sit at a fancy restaurant. Like if I call you, like you'll never, if I just call you, and you're traveling around, you'll be like, oh, I'm going home 
to like eat and then I'm going back out to run this errand. Now, if I call you and you're with Lindsay, your wife, you guys are, you'll you'll be like, oh, we're at this place and we're going to stop for lunch and we're going to eat at this cool restaurant. There's this cool balcony. I will never catch you at that place though by yourself. It's either you're taking your friends there or you're taking Lindsay there. You're like, oh, if it's for myself, I don't need to experience the fight. I don't need to get it all dolled up. You're like, I'll just wrap anything in a tortilla, like a tortilla and I'll just eat it. And that's my lunch. <laughs> but in one-on-one relationships, all of a sudden you're down to wine and dine. You're down to experience the five sense reality. And that's what your friends do. They actually pull you out of that. And they, they pull us out of this like Scorpio burning desire energy of go, go, go. And it allows you to sit in the grass for a minute and like eat grapes and look at the sky. And it's one-on-one relationships. Your descendant is actually what kind of helps do this. And so our rising sign is such a unique thing. Our ascendant is such a unique thing because we don't perceive it as well. We think everybody operates this way, but it's not really true. You know, it's the, it's the lens you were looking out on the playground and there was 11 other, you know, signs running around bumping into each other. And so what this descendant does is it, it's like a... It affords us this this unique understanding of of seeing the other side of the coin, of seeing the other story. Libra is the idea of walking in somebody else's shoes. Um, When somebody's really into Libra and they're fully in this Libra balance, they're great mediators. They can, they're really good at compromise. They're very diplomatic, but it could actually get a Libra in trouble sometimes though, because they're so diplomatic. Because what happens is say, say you, you're the Libra in the situation. And I'm like, man, like Sean and me were hanging out and then he did this and me and him got mad and now we're mad at each other. And I'm like, and I can't believe he did that to me. Like he just left me at the restaurant. And you're like, oh, that's crazy, man. And I'm like, yeah. So do you hate Sean too? And you're like, well, no. And I'm like, what? Why don't you hate Sean too? And you're like, because I see your side of the story, but I also see Sean's side of the story. And like, if somebody is doesn't have that Libra balance, they're like, you got to make a choice right now. The Libra's like, I'm not going to be able to do this. And so Libras are actually like really good mediators, um, but sometimes it could get them in trouble because they they don't have a tendency to like get polarized as much. And they they try to actually make themselves depolarized where they don't bounce around like pinballs like other people do. They see all multiple sides of stories. But it's very interesting because it's sometimes it's people like need us. They want us to like take a side of a story. And it's like so hard for a Libra. Like a Libra is always just like, well, like, you know, people are like, like even like when the kid, a Libra kid is watching Tom and Jerry as a kid. Yeah, they're like all about the mouse getting away, but the Libra's like, but man, that cat's hungry and his like soul's broken because he can't catch this mouse. And so they almost feel for the, they feel for Jerry or is it Tom? I don't, I think, no, Tom's the cat. That would make sense. Tom cat. Duh, Daniel. Look at, look at us just picking up that. So Tom is the cat, right? The Libra could actually like almost feel for Tom a little bit um, because it's, it's like it's a balanced thing and it sees two sides of the story where everybody else is just rooting for the little mouse to get away. Libra is like, but what about the other side? What about the other half? Right. Um, and that's what it does that. And it, it gives us the capacity to do that. Like we don't think about seeing two sides of story as a spiritual experience, but it's it's the beginning of the spiritual experience because what we're going to start to see is it's not just two sides of the story. It's like a fisheye. 
There's a mul multiple angles, but it's all coming from the same source of energy. Um, and that's what we're starting to see. We're starting to see the God in your eyes is the same God that's looking out of my eyes. Um, and that's what we're, we're going to kind of get connected to. Um, and that's why we really kind of harvest these relationships. But Libra really is this, this unique kind of balanced approach of being able to look at two sides of situations. And Libras know about this. When their friends are in fights and they want people to take sides, the Libras don't do it, especially when they're really in inside and, and connected to that archetypal energy. Uh, and there's something really beautiful about it. And we spoke about it last time, you know, with Bugs Bunny. Um, but depolarization for a Libra is key. Um, find balance so you can create balance and your life will very much be become this more balanced, almost like Zen-like approach um, that we see in highly spiritual people. Um, and it's it's rooted and comes from this this archetypal sign that we're discussing today. Absolutely, man. You know, I've seen both sides of the same coin, you know, in an intellectual way is definitely, you know, something that aids a Libra in finding uh, the true middle between one or the other. And that's why, you know, being ruled by Venus with love and beauty and everything else, you're right. It, it, some people might kind of get lost thinking that that's the only way, but it's really just the ability to have uh, portions of that understanding from the energy, from that planetary energy rather that allows you to see both sides of your friend's story is that you're coming from it from a good place. You know, you're not just trying to be an aloof and say, well, I can't take this side or that side because I don't want to. It's mm -hmm. like, no, Hey, my heart is in both, you know, so I'm going to go ahead. And I, I think, you know, last time we were talking about this in part one, you brought up how we would talk about uh, Bugs Bunny, but I'm glad you brought him up back again because we haven't really talked about that. You said we talked a bit about the gray, but the white in the middle uh, in, mm -hmm. in, in regards to his colors, but you kind of already talked about it with the androgynous idea, the idea of like having the ability to kind of be in both at the same time and to let the situation aid you and not necessarily go against you. And that's what he would do in the character uh, mm -hmm. through the Looney Tunes, which is Bugs Bunny, is that he was probably the most adored character, but we all kind of got to witness an individual take a situation and balance it back out versus just leaning into one full force over the opposite force that's trying to either capture him in this case or the antagonistic force that's after him. Um, he was more than just a protagonist in his character. You know, he really kind of was like, hey, you know, uh, this is a situation I've been put into, but let's have a little fun by kind of finding, you know, finding a way out of it that's not just full force onto one side of the scale. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, and you're right. It's, um, Bugs Bunny very much. In, and I know we spoke about it more in the episode way back in the way back time machine on polarization. We spoke about Bugs Bunny. The way back um, time machine. Right. You know, and back when we were yeah. babies, it was like baby's first day out in that era. I mean, it's still baby's first day out with us in the podcast and that's what makes it great. Yeah, man. And, um, but, um, but yeah, that that middle path slowly that we're but surely. talking about. Slowly but surely, right? Um, and just watch it, especially the old classic um, Looney Tunes episodes. He doesn't react. He stays zen. And he just lets everybody else bounce around. It's just like the pinball. Everything's bouncing around. It's It's the pendulum. And the pendulum is always just changing. And we don't see that the pendulum gets pulled on us from one side to the other. And we think we've got a victory and then it goes back to the other. What Libra learns mm. is resistance is assistance. 
Libra learns about how to actually really circumvent some of the problems that were experienced, but you actually generate energy by resisting something. Um, this is why like mm. a violent protest is never going to have the same kind of thing you want. This is why a bloody revolution very rarely creates peace um, because it starts the pendulum and it just starts moving over. Um, and so this is what Libra is going to look at. And all of the prophets all speak about balance and and finding that Zen and finding that balance in between. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's the most quoted thing. And if we actually look at the action and the lifestyle of the prophets, they live in a very like Librian nature um, between this world and what's next. They live in the spirit, but they're also still got their feet in this reality. It's like our head in the clouds, but our feet rooted right. in the ground is that, is that unique thing that, uh, that Libra kind of happens. And, and with this, Libra individuals, a lot of times because they have their heads in the spirit and their feet in the ground, they there's a social grace about them. There's a unique beauty about yeah. Libra. Libra risings usually have very symmetrical faces. Um, they um, they can very much like you know connect to what's noble and true. They could have a a high sense of justice and balance. We kind of speak about Libra representing the battlefields of the physical reality, which would represent law, money, and sex, um, and how these are these are aspects that we have to kind of find internal balance with, or they'll eat us and they'll destroy us, both money, sex, and the law. If we don't have a balance with those, um, they can be highly destructive. And if we do have a balance with it, they can be highly generative and protective, you know? And and when we think about law here, we think about human law, um, but take it deeper because natural law is completely ruled by Libra. What is natural law? It's it's balance. What was the what so we perceived that hurricane that we just went through? We perceived that as chaos. No, that was the universe restoring, that was Mother Nature restoring balance. Um, and so there's natural law is all about finding homeostasis and that connection. Exactly. Um, and so exactly. Libra represents that. And, you know, we could even say that Libra very much represents like the law of karma, which is kind of like, you know, and even in that, I, the idea that like every action has an equal and opposite reaction, that would be Libra as well. The balancing exactly. of the forces, the balancing of the seas, the, you know, the flow in, the flow out, the the waxing and the waning. Um, everything is whole and we see have opposites, but it's just perceived opposites. Um, and it's more, um, yeah. you know, levels is more what we can perceive that as. Oh, well said, man. I'm glad you brought up the uh, karmic um, balance because that's that's essential. I mean, yeah, we talk about being in between the below and the above and what the underworld is and the material and how we try to reach the um, the spiritual but, you know, to really have an inner balance and understanding of that karmic balance, um, you know, all of nature can be said is operating from that standpoint. And you can really bear witness to that, especially when you are in wilderness. It's like you're the only one that has sort of this choice to kind of step outside of that. But if you look at the harmony that's going on all around you, that's all from that inner balance we're all trying to reach as well. Yet we have this beautiful choice to kind of 
figure it out while we're in this physical form and step out of that uh, balance. And, and part of it is for survival, of course, you know what I mean? We have to create a different path for our ourselves in order to survive within this realm and stay within that homeostasis that, you know, does have us working a little harder in the material, but we also have the choice to step out of that once we have found that balance in the physical in order to reach the spiritual. And I think that's when you don't think you don't take things for granted because you're like, Hey, I made it to this point in order to restore balance and in order to find inner peace and ascend the way I'm meant to ascend because I've taken care of one portion of the half, which is the physical. And that might be from your career standpoint or your relationships with you and your friends or your loved ones. And once you have that piece there, now it's easier as the door opens for what's above you to start being, um, you know, also part of that in at homeostasis um, that, that we all strive for in nature. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Balance. 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 Yeah. Um, Balance. And, and you know, what's funny is every, every time we talk about, <laughs> every time we talk about Alice Bailey, dude, um, every time we talk about the story of Hercules, uh, right when we started, there's still these, these lingering components for me, at least in the story, in the lesson, um, with regards to the sign we just broke down in part two, but you haven't had enough time to sort of let everything settle. You know, things are still a little murky. You're still kind of looking across the pond from the ripples you created before there's clarity and just leaving, letting it be. And I find that, you know, days after um, we, we converse because it kind of allows us to both have an idea and express each perspective. But then you kind of look back at the labor again and you go, okay, balance. I understand you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, with, with whether it's a myth or whether it's a beautiful story that's, you know, so ancient, um, or even when the Egyptians talk about, um, some of the information we haven't even discussed here yet, you know, you're, you're trying to take it all in at once and it's not, that's not how it's meant to, I think, be interpreted. And I think that having these conversations is not only a beautiful thing with you as a friend, but also for me to kind of understand what that the true meaning is and the labor I think is doing that to you in a way that you can take it for what it is, but you can let it sort of sit for a while and it kind of all sort of ties in together in a, in a beautiful way. So uh, now that we sat here today, it's kind of like, I'm like, Oh, I don't know why I was so insecure about my questions with the labor and the seventh house and what this meant and what that meant. And can we talk a little bit about Venus? And there's all these things. And then as it kind of settles in and you read a little more, it kind of all sort of, um, unfolds naturally and um yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and you know it's this is definitely libra is one of those ones that it it it's kind of that interplay and that interlude in between um and it kind of calls for space to take it's it's not an active sign like libra you don't approach it like aries you know, it's like this almost like you sit with it and it's like this balancing of these energies. And then as you kind of get more balance with in the feeling of how the sign is supposed to operate, more internal realization kind of comes up to where we see it. And it's just like, oh, it's this interesting insight, but it doesn't just like shoot out at you like Aries. You know, um, we even spoke about that when we first did the Aries episode. 
of going from Aries to Taurus. I remember you talking about like, it's, it's a differently like the, it's like a different kind of flavor of energy and information that you're getting. And that's exactly it. And this is a, a balanced middle path Zen approach that we're kind of looking for in Libra. Um, but so key and it, it, it's so key on the journey that we're about to go through. And this is almost the rest before they um, start to ascend or descend, however you want to look at it. Um, but this is when the hero almost rests and kind of sees what's coming um, and kind of approaches that and remembers to see things from all angles and both sides. And Libra can also show us about the ability to think outside of the box, see things from a new angle, um, and kind of bring in new thought and new insight with that cardinal air. Um, you know, and, uh, remember that the, the wind comes from, we, we do the wind by the direction it comes from, and it's where our thoughts come from. And that's generated by this, this Christ consciousness seed planted in Virgo. Um, and so again, Libra makes Virgo make a lot of sense. And then Scorpio, which will come next, will actually help Libra and Virgo make even more sense. They're they really need to be understood in all in three together and a component together. Um, and so I'm excited to kind of continue that conversation with you as we approach mysterious underworld of Scorpio. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about Scorpio. That's something that's for me always been misunderstood. Libra always has made sense to me. Um, having my sun sign in Gemini, I just think, and also being an air sign, there's qualities to Libra that I've always sort of related to in regards to both sides of the same coin or having a middle path at times. Um, and so talking about Scorpio, Scorpio will be um, something that I've really kind of you're right when you say it's misunderstood and, and we're kind of going to, into the depths to understand, you know, what it really represents and what, what that energy really, really means yeah. for us, uh, for all of us. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's Scorpio. It's, it's, um, it's misunderstanding comes from the, the inability to see the amount of levels and um, like death and rebirths. And it's, it's like eternalness. And we, and I think Scorpio gets misunderstood when we perceive it in its lowest expression and its highest expression is what we're oh, going to be looking to afford to. And, um, and um, yeah, it's just a, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I have a deep fascination with Scorpio. Um, and what's so interesting about Scorpio is Scorpio is a little different as we kind of make our way to it. it. It's not like the other zodiac signs for the fact that you study the whole zodiac and you learn all 12 signs, but Scorpio is actually its own study in itself. You study just Scorpio. Scorpio is the sign of the esoteric. Scorpio is the sign of the occult. Um, and there's a lot of information, and it's going to be dealing with rather than balance and homeostasis like we spoke about today, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna um, connect more with cycles and patterns, and we're really kind of starting to build up this this entire operation of what it means to be a human. It's not about, it's not just about analyzing. It's not just about balance. It's not just about cycles and patterns. It's it's all twelve of these energies. It's you are Jesus at the Last Supper table, sitting right in the middle, you know, right next to Libra. And these are the 12 humors of these energies. And your goal is to balance all these energies at this table so you can walk through the door that the only a human can fit through in the Last Supper. And that is the door in the middle of the room to represent the middle path. And that's the only way through. It's through the eye of a needle. 
um, is what the camel has to travel through. Um, you know, a lot of roads get us to this path, but it's a very narrow gate to enter. It's a very, a lot of roads to heaven, very narrow gate to enter. You have to walk, the door to get into heaven is walked through a razor edge, a reg. And that's what it's detailing. It's, it's talking about Libra and how we have to walk that tight rope um, to connect and become the people we destined were to become. Preach. I love it, man. <laughs> I love talking to you, dude. It's always so great because, um, and I look forward to that. I really do. You know, and, and I know you mentioned in the last episode about getting back to the Tarot, but the Tarot also is extreme, extremely useful as far as, uh, a guiding light with all of the energies that we are talking about and what their expressions represent. And I think I can't wait. Why not? I, I know I can't wait for the Tarot series again, but this is all just becoming just more and more, um, you know, just added to the process of understanding, not necessarily myself and who we are, but who everybody else around us is. You know, I kind of like how you talk about the playground of 11 signs running around and, you know, having mm -hmm. a true understanding of what each of them represent uh, can only help you get through that razor edge door um, that middle path. And so exciting stuff, man. Um, you know, I know that you've been putting a lot of work into, you know, your situation where you are right now in Florida, but also, you know, very thankful to, um, your efforts on not just meeting up with the, with us here on the podcast and doing these episodes, but making the space and the time to also even upload videos to the website. And if you didn't know already, I mean, the website is in full force, full effect, thanks to, uh, Karina once again. And, you know, Daniel has, um, taken most of the videos that we had on Patreon and we are, have them, we have already merged them over to the website. So if you're not a membership or if you don't have a membership now, or if you're not a member, you know, you can still take a look at the website and you can still join, um, you know, the forum and, and you can see what we're, what we're all discussing about. And if you want to take a deeper dive into the information, my friend over here has to say, you know, it's all right there. Um, you know, for, uh, for you to expand on, on some of this with other individuals that are like-minded. And that's what makes it really cool is that we're all students of this information, but, you know, everybody brings something unique to the table. And I think that, you know, after these episodes are recorded and after we produce each, um, uh, series or each season, you know, we, we gather more and more information that we're able to have these fluid conversations with brilliant people like yourself out there. Um, and it's a great honor, man. It's a great honor because I guess it's just you and I here, but it's so much more than that. Um, you know, with everyone else that understands not only where we're coming from, but what we're trying to attain. And so I never take it for granted, my friend. Oh, it's the greatest honor in the world. And I, I love what you said there. Love what you had to share. And, uh, yep. Excited. I'm excited to, um, kind of move forward with the um, the Tarot series as well as we both kind of gain a little bit more stability and, you know, and everything else that's going to kind of uncover in the future. And so, yes, be on the lookout. We should be um, internet. I Today is the first day that we actually have consistent power. Um, and so I'm looking to start uploading a lot of videos, um, hopefully as like early as tomorrow. Um, and this is an episode that's actually being done for recording for publishing in the future. And so those videos should already be up by the time you hear this voice. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, that's so, exciting. Uh, 
Isn't that exciting, man? We're a step ahead finally again. We're back That's on cool. this good path. We're you know what I mean? Which is always so nice. Yeah, we are. Um, so absolutely, man. Well, it's it's always such an honor to be able to have these conversations with with you and, and everybody in the audience. So uh, you know, all of our all of our love. All of our love. Well, um, until next time, my friend. Until next time, my guy. <laughs>